Welcome to Couch the Coach, the fortnightly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we are live in 2023. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everybody! I've been waiting for, to say that for five days to everybody. How long can you say Happy New Year for? That's my question. Can you carry on saying it past like January? Is it stop at a certain date? I never know. I never know. Sometimes you say Happy New Year to people they're the first time you meet them. I think it's a customary, a customary that the first time you see somebody... Within the because that's wrong because if you see them in August, but what if you see them like December the thirty first? <laughs> it's a good question, isn't it? Really, uh, I mean, I've already seen you. I know, I know. We just said Happy that. New Year. No, I was saying <laughs> Happy New Year to you, listeners. Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a nice Christmas and New Year celebration, and welcome back to Couch to Coached. Couch to Coached. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. So, how was your um? How was your Christmas break? I knew we, I know we've yeah, seen everybody. Uh, everybody, I know I've seen you. At, we went to the Solihull Moors game against Wrexham, which everybody yeah. hopefully would have seen. Rob got a reel yeah. out again. <laughs> That's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> that was a video on Instagram for people that don't know. I think didn't get anything else out. Don't worry. Met a couple of people. Uh, Chublovsky, who plays for Rex, who plays for Solihull Moors, who got a goal. He's a size. He's about as, as tall as me. He's a player on loan from Derby. Apparently, he is a player. Just, he is definitely a player. He's he's a really he good player. Scored the. I've, scored. Just, I've just signed him on uh, Football Manager on my phone for Man City. Just because his name's <laughs> Chublovsky. Yeah, I hope we're pronouncing that. Chubrubsky. Yeah, um, so, so talking of Chubrubsky, I, I I understand that you had some Christmas gifts. I did. <laughs> I had three lots. All varying sizes, so the, the different sizes of uh, body glide. Uh, one off my mum, uh, what she's trying to say. One off Andy Boff, who I work with, and one off yourself. So I had three lots. So I've got a, I've got like a couple of years supply of body glide. I did actually contact Body Glide to see if they wanted to sponsor us, but I'm not hearing anything. So Body Glide, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know. Hang on, your mum and Andy Boff. Yeah, so Andy Boff is the the guy who asked the question. Yeah. Uh, couple, so they couple bought you that because they listened to the podcast, I'm yes. assuming. Oh, so we've geez. got pulling power. We have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got we, Body we, Glide, we... if you're listening, get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, a lifetime supply of body glide all, all I need is all I need from you. I've got plenty of places where I need the chub rub. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean chubbing in the bath? Not not quite chubbing in the bath. I don't bath, I only shower, so chubbing in the shower instead. I mean, I think this is probably prime season for a bit of body glide, to be fair. We're getting into that period where it's it's cold, it's mm. going to start getting wet, and I think the body glide's going to come in handy. So you're in well well good supply of, of body glide. Excellent. I am indeed, and, I, and I, like I say, I used it on a, um, on a run that I did today, and it really did help, actually. I came back and I felt fresh, and if that's the case... Well, I will just say other chafe balms are available. They are. They are indeed. Uh, but Body Glide, we, you can be the independent chafe, whatever you are called, if you want to be. Just get in contact with us. Let us know. We are open for sponsors. 
How have you been? Get... Yeah, I've been I've been pretty good. I've had a, a nice Christmas good. of eating, drinking, mm. um, enjoying myself with the kids, with with the wife, Rachel. Um, did a bit of running, went round, travel, see, seeing families and stuff like that, family and mm. friends. But um, back to normal life now. It is. It's weird, isn't it? We've just took the tree down, and we went. I walked in. Laura, I, I was doing. I, I put Arthur to bed last night, and I came downstairs, and the, the decorations were down, and everything. It was dead weird. You walk in, it's like bare. It's really bizarre. You've had like that up for the last three or four weeks. It's just really weird. Um, but it is good to get back to some kind of normality. Uh, I think the Christmas period does tend to drag on a little bit. So, yeah. What about a good I think time? It's, it has. Uh, it has. It has dragged on, but we are in 2023, a clean yeah. slate for everybody, an opportunity to set some new goals, some new targets, and get into it. But before we get into the show, should we... Um, should we... Excellent, exciting news. Go into the exciting news. Exciting news. Are you ready for Ins- this, people? Insert jingle. Insert some kind of... Yeah. So we... We've decided to go weekly, haven't we? We have. We've gone, rather than being fortnightly, so it means we have to do our own intro again because we on our intro we say fortnightly podcast. We're going to go weekly uh, just because of the demand more than anything. We have people constantly contacting me saying, Rob, Ben, you need to go weekly. We've had nobody saying that, but we've decided ourselves to, to go weekly. Yeah, so we're just going to keep boring you on a weekly basis now instead <laughs> yeah. of fortnightly. Um, yeah. But we we're gonna we're gonna go weekly, and we are going to bring you special guest interviews. We are. We've already recorded one. We have just come um, off an interview. Yeah, more on that later. Uh, we've got an exciting first interview for you. We're going to have our normal regular features, such as listeners' questions, which we've got more of tonight. Um, keep sending them in if you have some and uh, you want to get your questions answered. We, we can't have a podcast called Couch to Coach without the Couch to Coach challenges. Yeah. We'll have updates of those that we've done over the last couple of weeks, and we'll be setting new ones uh, weekly. Um, and we are so going to we'll- have some new features as well, though. So to... To, 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 to complement the old features, we're going to have some new features. Because it's a new year, we're going to have some new features. Uh, so we're going to have things like we mentioned them before in the past. So we're going to have uh, the Park Run League. We're going to set one of them up. So keep an eye out on Instagram. Or if you want to get involved in that, let us know and we can send you the code. I'm not going to read the code out because the code is very complicated. It's like a Wi-Fi code that you have to put in. You have to really concentrate as you put it in. So I'll send it out to people if they want to. And we are thinking of potentially doing a bit of a shout-out. So you can nominate somebody for a bit of a shout-out. So if you're if you're um, impressed with their running, uh, they, they've just done a, a PB at Park Run or they've done a PB at Half Marathon or they've just won a race or anything. Running or run related. their first run. Run the first run because we are getting into the – well, we are in the new year, so a lot of New Year's resolutions might be to start running. Let us know and we can give that person a shout-out on the Couch to Coach podcast. So it is even more important – that you'd need to stay up, up to date with each episode because as we are going weekly, it's really important that you keep up to date with all the episodes. Um, so go to your favorite podcast player. We say this all the time. Go to Acast, Google, Spotify, Apple. There's so many out there. It's really weird. When you look at the the, <laughs> the amount of podcast listeners on, on Acast, 
and the insights on there. It shows you so many different podcast providers that I didn't even know were available. So there are loads of uh, podcast providers available. So have a look on there. Give us a follow. I I mean, personally, I listen to each episode on every player available. (laughs) (laughs) To boost the ratings. (laughs) Same here, to be fair. Same here. Uh, But make sure you do listen. Give us a follow. And hit the option to auto-download. So as soon as it comes out, you'll be notified and it'll auto- automatically download. And then when you go on your run, all you have to do is find us and you can play us as we go, as, as we are running. And I think if you are following us on Instagram and Facebook, you'd have seen a post that Rob put out last week. And it's all in regards to getting the show out there. We want to keep this show going. We are and have been blown away with the support so far. Uh, the social media presence is growing on Instagram and Facebook, um, but it is all about making sure that we can get this out to people that aren't necessarily looking for the podcast. So people that are just going in and searching for running podcasts and the way that that happens is not only by listening and downloads, but also by people leaving reviews. So if you could do us a massive favor, um, as you're listening to this right now, go to the review part and just drop us a rating five stars would be nice would be lovely and a little bit of a review on how how you are finding this podcast and that hopefully will keep us going and also get new listeners on board as well so thanks very much if you could do that for us and we can take over as the podcast to listen to for your running advice and hints and tips because that's what we're here for to get hints and tips for running it's a conversation between me and ben uh, about how he's coaching me, which come on, we'll come on to in a bit. But you will get snippets out of Ben for coaching, snippets out of me maybe, as I start to learn about bits. Uh, but yeah, you get free coaching advice. So download us. So I think talking of reviews, should we have a little review of what you've been doing? We've had we've had a little break. We've had a Christmas yeah. break. Um, I think it would be fitting to talk about a review of your little period of running over Christmas. What you've been doing? What you've been up to? Uh, I've done a bit of running, a lot of eating, like you said. Not so much drinking. I don't really drink that much. And a few bevies Not on uh, no, a few bevies <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Uh, but I haven't really had anything to drink. I've had I've had lots to eat. I've been a bit unwell over the Christmas period. I've had an ear infection. I've had uh, sinus problems, but other than that, I've been fine. And a hangover. I wasn't really that hungover. I was tired more than anything. Well, a little bit of a hangover, but I've been out running. Uh, so. One of the runs that I did was on Christmas Eve, I went out and did a park run, um, and I used it as my baseline. We'll come on to that in a bit with the coach challenge. And I got two seconds off my PB. Two seconds off my PB. I was Two two seconds? But my time was completely different to the parkrun time. So I'm I'm, I'm querying whether which is right, because I got it as... It was, uh, spare me a second, I'll tell you now. I, had I, don't, know it. About, I don't know about you listeners, it, it's whatever is on your watch. As long as your watch covers the accurate distance. Well, I had 5.02 kilometres, so that's a park run. So you've gone over 5k? Yeah. 24.34. My PB is 24.43. So it's nine seconds under my PB. Whereas their official time was 24.45, a whole 11 seconds more. Uh, so I'm not impressed. But anyway. So your Garmin measured yeah. 5K yeah, and it was a PB on your watch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Congratulations, that's a PB. <laughs> I'll take that's it. A PB. I'll take, I'll take we've it. Been, we've been doing this show now for five weeks. Well, you know, five episodes. This is the fifth episode, and I've already made Rob get a PB. It's all <laughs> down to me. <laughs> well done. I know. Eleven se- uh, nine seconds off as well. Nine seconds off. Sorry, and so that- hang on. So you PB'd on what Christmas Eve? Yeah. Christmas Eve. You PB'd on Christmas Eve. So you got a PB for Christmas. How did that make you feel? Well, to be fair, I felt a bit gutted because it's not official on Parkrun website or anything like that. Parkrun, I didn't get, Parkrun I didn't, UK, sort it out. I know. Well, I, I was really happy because, like I say, I looked at my watch. I was like, oh, yeah, buddy, I've, got a, I've got a PB. Waited and waited and waited until it came through. And then it was like 24, 45. I was like, I, mean, I am gutted here. I know you've got a history of dodgy timing on your Garmin, like not starting it and not stopping it at the right times, but if you watch those 5K, oh, you yeah. go with what the time is. Hopefully, this doesn't happen to you in the uh, North Staffs Roadrunners League. No, nah, it won't. It won't. Nah. It's a professional gig, that is. Not, it not is like this part run. But yeah, PR, actually, PR for 5K, looking at Mastrava, PR for 5K is 24.27. So even less. So it's even set, it's seven seconds less. I'm confused now. What's your what is your five k PB, Rob? So PPPR on your on your Strava has come up as twenty four twenty seven. My time for twenty five five point zero two k is twenty four twenty four thirty four. So actually twenty four twenty seven. I'm going to say congratulations and let's move on because I think you're confusing everybody. <laughs> I think I am. I think I am. <laughs> but anyway, we, I move on from then. I didn't do any. I didn't do any runs Christmas Day. I was going to go out and do part runs Christmas Day, but I decided to stay in and spend the day with. Well, spend the morning with Laura and Arthur opening Arthur's Christmas presents as kids do. They want something opening, and then as soon as they've opened it, they want something else opening. So I decided to stay. Put a crane together, a JCB crane together for him. What uh, was his top present? Quite a few, to be fair. He loves Playmobil, uh, and he's obsessed at the moment with fences, bizarrely. Uh, he likes to keep his animals separate, so you, you can't put lions in with sheep, and you can't put cows in with tigers, so he likes to keep them separate. So when he was speaking to Santa, the 15 times that he saw Santa, what he would ask for is a Playmobil farm with six fences, just to be specific, six fences. So we had that, and he was really happy with that. And then he had a bike as well. He had his uh, little bike with stabilizers. Problem is, I put the bike together, and the brakes are working at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so we, oh, haven't actually, no. we haven't actually been out. The frustrating bit about it is, I know this is a this is a running podcast, but we'll talk about a bike in a little bit. The frustrating bit about it is, Laurie if you're listening, is that oh, halfway through me having a, having a bit of a hissy fit about this bike and not being able to put it together and thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? I'm a nurse, remember. I'm not very good at DIY. I'm not very mechanical. Um, Laura turns around and says, oh, we could have asked them to do it for a tenner. We could have put up, they could have put it together for a tenner. I was livid. Um, but anyway, uh, so we currently... He's been out on it once, and it's currently in the front room until I can get somebody to have a look at the brakes for him. Because I dare take him out without no brakes, because no, no my luck, he'll go down a oh. bank somewhere and end up falling in the bloody pond or something. Oh, um, so, what were we talking about? I can't remember what we were talking about now. Uh, we were talking about you oh, doing parkrun, but yeah. I will say on that subject, bringing it back to parkrun, I went and did, I, know, I should have come to this in a bit, but I did a parkrun on Christmas Eve. I was actually, first time I've done it on a Christmas Eve, I know they went on on Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. 
if you're a part run volunteer, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Congratulations for doing the stuff you do because I. I was surprised how many volunteers that you still get out on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, all those key days of the, the Christmas period. They're out there doing the same thing, so hats off to you. Yeah, I agree. Rob I agree. wouldn't have got a PB if it weren't for you. No, exactly, exactly. Moving on, I got another PB, another PB, another part run PB on another course, though. So on New Year's Eve, uh, I'd done a bit. Before, I think I did a run in the midweek as well. Um, on the in between Christmas and New Year, um, I did a six point four, six point five kilometer run, and then I went out on New Year's Eve and did um, Hanley Park Run, and I got an official PB, Park Run PB there of twenty five minutes and eleven seconds. So be bearing in mind my PB before that was twenty five twenty five. 14 seconds off my PB. Happy, and I put on Strava, happy new bloody year. And for that as well, I had it timed at 25.04. So again, seven seconds difference. But I have only got 4.96 kilometres on my Strava, so I can't grumble at that. So That's what, probably why. I've got a competition for our listeners. Go on. If anybody can um, send a message to the Couch to Coached Instagram or Facebook page or drop us an email, couch to coached at outlook.com, and somebody tell me what Rob's actual 5K PB is after all that, <laughs> you can win an unspecified prize. There is no prize. There is no prize. If anybody knows what Rob's PB is after that, please let me know because I'm his coach and I still have no idea. <laughs> well, I'm going for 25.11. I think that's pretty good PB or 14 seconds to shaving off. It's a very off. good PB. I think yeah. what he's proven is from all that is that your your spout of running or bout of running before Christmas has probably improved your fitness for a little mm-hmm. bit there. Yeah. And you've seen progress every time you're going for something. Yeah, yeah. It's not all about getting PBs. I know it's not all about getting PBs, but it is no, nice. It is nice to get a PB as well, isn't it? It's a good um, measure. And then the last one that I want to talk about more is the one that I've done today, so Thursday, because this podcast goes out on the Friday. So today I did my um, first official prescribed, I said on Instagram, I don't know if it's prescribed, official race from Ben. So Ben sent me through Training Peaks a training program. Uh, so my first prescribed run was to do 45 minutes and try to keep my heart rate between a certain range so 124 to 141 beats per minute um, and to try and run truly easy and I think I did it I don't know if you want to say anything about that Ben no no fair enough Nothing. great thanks, coaching thanks for that coach <laughs> <laughs> no I said so the, 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 the couch no, the coach challenge for Rob um, was to go out and do his baseline testing which he did um and the baseline test is something i get everybody that comes to me for coaching um to do obviously what i what i need to know is is different ways in which i can get people training to put that variety in that we spoke about on previous episodes um so you have to have some kind of baseline test done my preferred method of baseline testing might be different to the next coach's method of baseline testing some might not even do a baseline test but i don't know how they could you know, realistically coach you if they don't. Um, my preferred method is to get people just to do a simple 5K time trial because I think that's quite accessible to everybody. 
the accurate ways of doing it would be go and get sort of lab tested, which isn't accessible. Uh, you could do um, some max tests on a treadmill, which you do like intervals. But again, safety conscious, is that something suitable for everybody? Probably not. So my way of doing that to try and make coaching accessible for everyone is to go out and do a 5K time trial. 10 minute warm up, nice, easy bit of running, do some dynamic stretches dynamic strip uh, dynamic movements sorry uh dynamic movements are things like squats uh body squats lunges um so just to sort of get your joints and muscles warm and mobilized um a bit of running to get the heart rate elevated um to get the body fired up really for a bit of a, a hard effort rob went out and did his hard effort um as he just mentioned there and that allowed me to look at a few bits of information. So your maximum heart rate, um, the pace and the time of his 5K time trial, um, which I enter into training peaks, work out some of his training zones. And I'm looking at things like what is his aerobic threshold, his anaerobic threshold. Um, and with that, um, what I've managed to do is to work out in simple terms the intensities that rob should be running on his easy runs now an easy run is you running at conversational um pace and that's mm-hmm. literally being able to run and hold a conversation now what did i say to you earlier when you we, we first spoke before the show so you can tell the difference between me my instagram reels uh, and how i was taught because when i do my instagram reels i tend to talk to the camera and you can tell the difference between the ones i was doing a couple of months ago when i was supposed to be running easy and then what i did today when i did my truly easy run so it's a simple talk test so you can't you can't tell me that instagram reels and instagram stories aren't good for coaching because they are <laughs> No, so Rob, Rob, I basically was walking to the shops and I looked at this reel that came through, this story that came through of Rob doing his run, talking about his first prescribed run. And the thing I was interested in wasn't the thrilling content, um, was how Rob was talking. Now, you can actually see an example of this. If you go to our Instagram story and you look at some of the runs that Rob did before Christmas where he wasn't being coached technically to the one that he's done today where I've asked him to run at this heart rate range, you'll actually find and see that he was breathing um lighter wasn't breathing as heavy as what he was in the previous ones so easy running um which should take up about 80 percent really of your weekly mileage should be easy conversational pace so that's the talk test so for anyone out there that thinks how do i run easy go out and run and talk to yourself or talk to instagram or talk to instagram do a run Talk to Instagram, tag us in it, and I'll tell you if you're running truly easy or not, there simply by how you're talking to the camera, because that is one of the tests that you can use yourself, is the talk test. So you did the run, did. 45 minutes, well, 46 minutes, You your pace was noticeably slower, but you said yeah. you weren't interested in pace, right? No, well, that's one of the things you said to me, not concentrating on pace. And I didn't concentrate on pace, other than every now and again, I got a ping to say this is the pace that you're running when I got through, obviously, my watch to my headphones. Um, but yeah, it was more in, more interesting keeping my heart rate between a certain range, uh, which so I think I did. The watch basically tells Rob, based upon the intensity I've asked him to run, um, based on his heart rate, how fast or slow he should be running. Um 
so that takes out the sort of thinking aspect for Rob. He can just literally go out and run and enjoy his run um, and play a little game of keeping the arrow in the desired zone on the screen of his watch, um, which he achieved. So Training Peaks has marked him up as a nice green run, yeah. a green for go, success. And what I liked about it was that I didn't even have to worry about setting my, setting my targets or anything because through Training Peaks, so what Ben set me through Training Peaks, it literally, I pressed my watch to say I'm going out for a run and it was there. I was dead surprised when I went out. I was like, oh, even, even better because I was just going to be concentrating on the, pay, on the, uh, the heart rate, but it was there. Uh, so, yeah, it was really good. So it, t- it takes the it takes the stress out of the when you're doing the running and you're you're thinking what needs to be done today's run, whether that be an easy run, how fast should it be running, how slow should it be running, whether you're doing a, a a speed session or interval session, so running at different intensities for different distances and times, it programs it all to the watch and you literally run, monitoring the beeps that the watch is telling you to slow down, get quicker, stop, start, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was interested in is what you said to Laura when you got in after the run, when she asked you, Rob, how was your run? Yes, I sound just like Laura. She hasn't got a brummy accent. <laughs> she, said, she said to me, uh, how, do you feel, how do you feel after that then? She just, every time I come in for a run, she says, how was it? And, and she always is dead supportive with that. So she asked how it was. And I says, really, really easy. And I didn't even break, didn't even feel like I broke a sweat. Um, and I said, then thinking about it after, I thought, well, that's the whole point of it. That was the reason why I went out and did a truly easy run, trying to keep my heart rate to between a consistent pace. Uh, and I feel now like I haven't even done anything. And I think I did four miles, just over four miles. Yeah. Um, so having that truly easy run and having that prescribed for me has really helped me to recognize that actually I don't have to go fast all the time, that I can no. run at an easy pace, conversational pace, keeping my heart rate low and I'm building my aerobic base. See, I'm learning something as well. See, before I started this, before I started coaching and having been coached, I wouldn't even know what an aerobic base was. There we go. He's absorbing. He's like a sponge. I am like a sponge. I'm like a sponge. sponge. (laughs) I mean, I think the thing is, um, the the benefits of doing true easy runs, I talked a minute ago about your weekly mileage. If you broke all your miles up for a week, 80% of that, roughly should be easy runs the basis of that is that it's going to develop your endurance so this running that rob's been doing today this conversational running is to develop his endurance or his aerobic endurance which is also known as zone two running for a lot of people um so either way whichever way you look at it this is developing a really good aerobic base aerobic means with oxygen so what we're trying to do is to make sure that he's breathing in enough oxygen as he's running um, and he's not taxing himself too much the other purpose of that is if you're adding variety to the week we want these uh sessions as we call them like the interval sessions and the speed sessions which are used to develop the top end of speed um, we want them to be manageable and realistically speaking, they're not going to be manageable and they're not going to be best effort if you've spent, you know, the rest of the week running too fast. And the common problem is people run their easy runs uh, too fast and their fast runs too slow. Yeah. So what Rob's going to get is a good level of variety, but he's going to feel fresh, hopefully, for a lot of the week. And then it's going to be the sessions and the long runs that take it out of his legs a little bit. But we can still keep him running by keeping these easy runs in. People call them junk miles. 
Um, I hate the term junk miles because you earn the miles that you go out and run. Mm. They're not junk. They're four miles in the bag um, that build up the aerobic system, aerobic energy system, and allow you to get time on your feet and develop as a runner. Absolutely. And I did enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. And it was nice to be able to, I suppose, concentrate on something different rather than concentrating on my pace and how fast am I going, how slow am I going, concentrate on keeping my heart rate and um, concentrate on my breathing as well because breathing obviously makes your heart rate go down and slowing your pace down to make your heart rate go down and doing that kind of stuff. I mean, the final thing on this subject, I think, is we, we don't have to concentrate on um, pace or distance covered in an easy run. Um, you should only focus really on running at the right intensity. And that's obviously within the zone two or the, doing the, the torque test to make sure that it is easy. But what you will notice over a period of time is your heart rate um, will potentially remain the same. Um, so your heart rate, your exertion on the body will remain the same. but over a period of time, because your aerobic endurance is developing, you'll probably find that that pace will get quicker mm. and you will start to see the pace get quicker and you will start to see the distance covered um, creeping up. So in 45 minutes, easy running now, you covered four miles. In, I know, six months' time, running 45 minutes, easy. You might have the same heart rate, but you might cover four and a half miles, which equals a quicker pace. Yeah. So that's the aim. Um over the next um, few months, we'll hopefully see Rob turn into a bit of a, a machine. Machine. <laughs> That's a machine. Anyway, how was your running going? I know you've done the part run on Christmas uh, Eve. Yeah, I, I did a Christmas Eve part run, which was lovely. Um, took the girls out in the double buggy, uh, as we do, uh, to uh, one of our local part runs, Cannon Hill. We wore Christmas jumpers and Christmas hats. Ran it together. Um, really, really nice atmosphere down there, to be fair. Everyone was pretty festive. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just a really nice morning, nice run. Um, I'd definitely do it again next year. And as I said earlier, I think hats off to the, the volunteers down there, really doing such wonderful work on Christmas Eve. Because I think Christmas is a time where people can get lonely. Yeah. We forget about that. And obviously the community of Park Run, obviously falling on Christmas Eve, falling on a Saturday, it's massively important that that routine is still there for people. So yeah. I think it hats off to the volunteers for keeping it going and, and, and maybe letting people see people over Christmas that they may not have get to, got to see if, if Park Run had been cancelled. But the beauty of it was that there was two on. Which was yeah. nice. Christmas hats. The one, Christmas hats off to you. Christmas hats off to me. Yeah. Uh, everybody that did it. Um, and then we went round and saw family and stuff uh, as normal. But we we went off to Cambridge for Christmas um, to see uh, my in-laws, and they live close to uh, the Cambridge Busway. Um, I don't know if you know the Cambridge Busway. If there's anybody in Cambridge listening, um, you're blessed with the Cambridge Busway, which basically runs from Cambridge all the way through to, I think it's St. Ives, and it's it's a good long stretch. You can do, I think, 20 miles out and back on it, um, and it's perfectly flat, and it's this strange little uh, road that it has basically like tram lines for buses, if you like, and the buses basically run in a straight line all along this busway, and on a nice clear day when it's not too windy, you can you can run the Cambridge busway perfectly flat. Um, so me and Rachel went out. I did a run. Um, 
which was a I think a five miler on the busway, and it was quite nice because uh, Rach came. We had the babysitters. Uh, babysitters shouldn't talk about me in laws like that. Um, <laughs> looking after the children, um, and Rach was on the bike. And yeah. I ran, and Rach rode the bike next to me, so I had a little support bike there, mm. um, which was nice because we had to we we got to do a bit of running and talking. Normally, when I'm running, Rach is not able to run at my pace. Obviously, everyone's individual, but it was nice to have a bit of a chat as I was running along, which was good. Bit of support, mm. um, and then you got the, you got a bit muddy. Got a bit muddy. New Year's Eve, um, I entered the. Um, final countdown NK which was down in Devon at Dartington Hall um, a couple of our good friends that lived by us moved down to Devon in September and uh, the the guy Mark uh, asked me if I wanted to do a trail race I should never listen to him because the last trail race he got me to do was brutal and this wasn't much better to be fair um, 800 just short of 800 foot of elevation in the freezing cold muddy rain through forests up hills down hills um and i i do like running trails just because of the scenery you get and it's different it's not like plodding the streets but it's it's something else um absolutely brutal on the legs um really happy with a, a fifth place finish which was nice fifth place awesome uh, fifth place mark finished fourth Picked me to the post by a few seconds. Oh, did he? Is that yeah. your mate? Yeah. Yeah, picked me to it. <laughs> I mean, we did the trail race back in July, which was a, a piece of cake uh, trail half marathon over in Church Stretton, which was mad hills, like even higher. I think there was like a thousand foot of elevation nearly. Um, and he came he came third and I came fourth in that one. Mm-hmm. And this one, he came fourth and I came fifth. So I'll get him, <laughs> Rainer, if you're listening, I'll get you. Um, so yeah, a, a nice way to finish the year really, New Year's Eve. And then yeah. when I had a few beers on New Year's Eve night, 10 past midnight, I was in bed. Weird, yeah, 10 past midnight. Yeah. I didn't get bed till about half past two. Well, yeah, well, about your New Year's Eve, well, you know, yeah. getting Larry. Getting him, but I wasn't Larry. I never get Larry. I'm a Larry kind of person. I don't get Larry. <laughs> I get a bit um, silly, maybe, if I have a few drinks. Did you wake up fresh then on New Year's Eve or not? New Year's Day? It wasn't too bad. Just tired. Yeah. And then we had oatcakes. Do you know what oatcakes are? I have heard about oatcakes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we, every time we, because I went to Birmingham, so your neck of the woods, for New Year's Eve to friends. And every time, because they, they used to live in Stoke, we have to take oat cakes. So there was quite a few of us. I'm not sure how many people were there. There was, I'd say, about 12, 13 people there. That We all stopped. We were all in different rooms. Um, and we woke up in the morning and we all had oat cakes in the morning. Oat cakes, bacon, sausage, beans, all that. All oat that cakes jazz. with bacon? I thought they were like a sweet thing. No, you can have it with anything. Oat cakes are multi-faceted, if that's a word. You can have anything. I, I used to have it is. I hope it is as well. <laughs> You could have, I used to have jam on him when I was a youngster, uh, so you can have all sorts on him. But yeah, bacon, bacon, egg, sausage, beans, all all sorts, hash browns. Did you make I'll everyone have... sit around and listen to the podcast? They were listening. A couple of them were listening. It was really bizarre because I went in, and um, Rich, if you're listening, um, he came in and says he, he started talking to me about the podcast, and I, I put it on Alexa. I said Alexa, play Couch the Coach Running podcast, and it came on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good crack. But yeah, I, I, I didn't feel too bad on the New Year's Day. I felt okay. I was in the, I was in the sea on New Year's Day. Were you? Yeah, had a little dip in the uh, in the sea. No skinny dipping though. 
No, just yeah. up to my thighs, yeah. accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the nice way to start the new year, to be fair. Washing away my sins in the sea. Mm. It's lovely. Yeah. Go on, let's, let's have a quick one. What are your running goals for 2023? In brief, bullet point them. Bullet point. Uh, promotion in the NSRRA. That's my goal. Uh, to get a PB uh, to half marathon. And to carry on just enjoying running, I suppose that's one of my people. One of my goals is just to carry on running and enjoying it. Everyone, set, everyone sets goals at this time of year. Again, yeah. listeners, if you are setting yourself some goals, if you listen to this podcast episode and you think, right, time for me to set some goals, you know what to do. Go on your stories, tag us in it at Couch to Coach. Let us know what your goals are. My running goals for 2023, I I want to do a half marathon in 80 minutes or less that's my first one that's what i'd like to get to Mm. um i would like to stay injury free if possible because last year was dogged by injury at times um and i would like to i think um try and get my 5k time down a little bit as well just because yeah. i think it's an accessible run i can go yeah. and do 5k regularly yeah. not take too much out so i'd like to work on that a bit but i think it's it's one of them i think with goals it's interesting when you when you set a goal you often people go i'm going to enter this race and at this race i'm going to achieve this time yeah. um and i did that at the start of the year i was looking at um I'm going to do Cambridge half marathon and I'm going to do sub 80 minutes and Cambridge is in March. And I think that's just one of the things I looked at was it puts an awful lot of pressure on to say that. So when you've said to yourself, you want to hit a half marathon, have you got a particular race in mind or not? So I've, I've signed up to a couple. I'm uh, doing Stafford, which I got my PB last year on. I've done. I've signed up to Potter's Half. I've, I'm going to sign up for the Great North Run again. I'm a member of the Great North Run membership, so I'm going to do Great North Run again in September. I just want to get under two hours uh, at any. Um, probably going to be more likely to be at Stafford, I must admit, because that's at any point in the year. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Well, the next, I think, I can't remember Stafford. I think Stafford's the first one, and then you've got Potter's off. So, ideally, I'd like to get yeah. into Stafford. I think I got two hours six last time at Stafford. Yeah. And I think I'm a better runner now. So, hopefully, I get under two hours. So, I think, obviously, looking at that, you, you've got to obviously put the work in. You've got to put the consistency in, the variety. You've got to obviously stay focused on your running. But it, it it's one of them. I think when you're setting goals, it's easy to sit down and pinpoint certain races that you're going to get certain goals at. Um, I was reading a book the other day and stumbled across something by um, it was in it was in Matt Fitzgerald book um, that that how bad do you want it book. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to go through something. I put a post out the other day. I think you saw it um, about goal setting and the term choking about how you can choke at an event. And it doesn't have to necessarily be running, but it's developed by a psychologist called Sean Bylock. I think that's how I'm pronouncing it. Sean Bylock. Sean, um, if you're listening, get in touch if you're not. If you're not. Um, and she's basically a leading expert in this term choking. And basically that is defined by her as poor performance that occurs in response to the perceived stress of a situation. Hmm. So 
that led me to look at that a little bit more. And perceived stress is basically created by a sense of importance of a performance in question. So when we're looking at setting a half marathon target, why say I want to get a half marathon in a certain time at a particular event? Why not broaden that over the course of a year? So set your goal at 2023 and say within this year, don't care when it is, I'm going to get a particular time because what you're not doing by pinpointing a particular race is putting that perceived stress that you get from the importance of a performance in question because you're just mm. being quite varied. And then looking at that in a little bit more detail, the importance of achieving a certain outcome leads to a desire to maximize performance um, and achieve a particular outcome, which creates that pressure. And then if you feel pressure, it can compromise your performance. So everyone's felt that pressure from trying to achieve a particular goal. But often we put that pressure on ourselves. Mm. I felt that too when I did Great North Run because I said to myself, I want to get under two hours at Great North Run. I didn't get anywhere near it. And I felt really disappointed when I didn't get it. So I think that's really good advice. And I think that's something I'm going to take into 2021, bring into 2023 because we're there now. I want to get a PB over the next 12 months of a half marathon or 5K. So so I think a lot of the time, as you've experienced there, you've gone to Great North Run, I'm going to get a particular time, and you've put pressure on yourself, yeah. which compromises performance yeah. without you even knowing that that's what's happening. Because when you... Comp- when you look at pressure and it compromises performance, it leads to this thing called choking. Um, and that's basically the feeling of being under pressure. And that comes from directing attention towards an internal process or mm. internal processes, which is things like body movement. You start thinking, oh, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Or it leads to anxiety in your thoughts. Am I going to achieve this target today? Am I going to do this? What are people going to think of me if I don't do this? Because I've told them I'm going to do it. Mm. And this self-consciousness distracts away from the task of the moment, which is just to go out and enjoy your run. Yeah, yeah. Trust in your process. You've done your training. You're not having to put the pressure on yourself because you know you've got 2023, the new year, the full 12 months to go and get it done. Um, And... Bylock describes this, that athletes are not devoting enough attention to what they're doing and they rely on simple or incorrect routines. So when you're getting self-conscious about your movements and when you're getting self-conscious about the way you supposedly should be performing um, and not focusing on things like your environment and just the moment itself and the fact that you've done the training, you basically are going to choke. Mm. so the message is because we're talking about 2023 when you're setting your goals make sure that you're not being too specific with them yeah give yourself a fair crack at them make sure they're realistic but make sure they're achievable but give yourself a fair crack yeah and i suppose that's what you said to me actually before we before i did london marathon you just said to me you've got goals in mind you've got an a goal b goal c goal but just going out and enjoying it enjoy it because if you don't go out and enjoy it what's the point of running it you're doing a marathon whatever time you get nobody's ever going to take away from the fact that you've just run a marathon if you get under a certain time my c goal i think it was my a goal was under 445 my b goal was under five hours my c goal was 515 or something like i can't remember and i got under five hours in the first episode yeah what what your goals for nsrra it's like 
we you need to be realistic with those goals. I mean, look, you can you can go and you can. It doesn't mean you don't give everything to every race that you go to, yeah. but you need to be giving yourself a realistic chance and even if like you've you've set the, i've set myself the target of hitting an 80 minute half marathon if yeah. i don't get it in march i'll have another half marathon that i'll go and do but i have to stay injury free to be able to go and do that yeah yes obviously as you get closer through the year the pressure comes into it because you're like well i've said i want to do it in 2023 but who are you trying to impress you can roll into 2024 it's a lifetime goal it's yeah it's not something that you're doing for anybody else you're doing it for yourself yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. I think that's the one thing that I take away from this is that you're doing it for yourself and don't put too much pressure on yourself. Brilliant. So let's have a look at the challenges. We set the challenges. Other, we set each other a challenge, the couch and coach challenge. Uh, I've spoke I've, I've spoke about my challenge. My challenge from you was to look at getting myself on training peaks, which I did instantly. I didn't waste any time, so I was on training peaks instantly. You've set me a challenge of doing a baseline test, which I did at the Whammy Park Run. That's where yeah. I got that um, unofficial PB <laughs> at the Whammy Park Run, and I set that to get my um, heart rate zones and my temp, my, my threshold zones and everything like that. Yeah. So I've done it. Task achieved. I think you've been doing well of these tasks, to be fair. You don't mess around. He doesn't know. mess around. Got his baseline test done, and he's ticked off his first run and going well. I mean, it's going to get difficult. Um, I'm going to make I'm going to make it harder. I mean, look, the good thing about Training Peaks for anyone that's listening, if you've not used Training Peaks before, it's basically a software bit of app, an app that you download to your phone. It syncs to your watch. As we spoke about the coach, me, or everyone else you might be using as a coach, basically programs your workouts and you go out and do them. Um, Obviously, the coach can set what they want, so expect some difficult runs coming up because we need to get your intensity in. But the main thing is it's quite motivational because when you do a run, it marks it as green. If you don't do the run, it marks it as red. Um, obviously, no one wants to see reds. Mm. And if you Especially are... Especially me as a Man City fan. hate red. He hates the reds. Um, apart from Wrexham. Apart from Wrexham. Who won the other night, actually, when they we did. went to watch them. Um, so... You, you, you've got that consistency element to it, the motivational side. You want to see the greens. You don't want to see the reds. You can get ambers if you sometimes run less than what you should. So if I set you to do 45 minutes and you only run for 30, it will come mm. up as amber. Mm. But likewise, if I set you to run for 45 minutes and you're out and you're thinking, oh, I like this, and you carry on for an hour, you've done too much. It's going to mark it as amber. That's fine. Because mm, okay. you've done your run, but you're going against me and, you know, you don't ever go against your coach. <laughs> Do exactly what's prescribed. He's but, giving evil. As he was saying that, he gave me an evil look. <laughs> but look, it's in the planning. Like if, if I plan you to do a week that's going to consist of 30 miles a week mm. because I'm trying to keep you fresh for certain things or trying to build up a bit of training fatigue, but you know, one mile isn't going to make the difference. But if you're constantly going rogue and doing more than you should be doing, yeah. Um, we need to make sure that you're sticking on track. There's a reason behind those runs that we're planning. And that's why, you know, if you've got a coach or you're interested in getting a coach um, or even following a plan that you've designed yourself, it's all about sticking to it, trusting the process. But well done. Thank you very much. Task passed. Task has passed. Which let's, swiftly, let's swiftly move on to the uh, listeners' questions. <laughs> Absolutely we? not. Because if people are seeing on Instagram... I have actually seen this puzzle, this puzzle that I sent to Ben before Christmas, and it was set as a challenge to complete this puzzle 
let the listeners know how you got on. I just just actually just before we say that, just remember, I've completed my task. Go on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, we have the first failure. Oh no! We are, I, I now we have the first fact. This this puzzle. Um, if anyone wants to buy it, by the way, um, <laughs> it 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 comes free with a Garmin Fenix Six that I'm still trying to sell. <laughs> no, I I've tried and tried and tried, and it's been you know it's been quite entertaining. Um, my mate Sam, I think I mentioned. Uh, he, ans- he asked us a question about slipping on the ice. I wish he had a slipped on the ice because <laughs> he came round. He had a go at it. He got obsessed by it. Ordered one. Didn't hear anything off him for a couple of days. Um, I carried on using it, getting really annoyed, really frustrated. Uh, I, I just, yeah, really, really, really difficult. It's basically two rings locked together inside like a structure, and you have to try and get the two rings out of this structure. You can see it on the Instagram. Um, and I, it's it's really really difficult. Rated as a, a five what, out of six. Five out of six. Um, and I, I probably could have done the the cheating thing and gone onto YouTube and and Googled you know the solution for it, but I haven't. Um, clearly, because clearly, because <laughs> I haven't done it. Um, I took it to Cambridge. Um, my brother-in-law and his partner they all had a go. Rob had a go at Solihull. Um, Dave, 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 the guy that go. we're speaking to about coming Trump on the Lutsky show, he had a go whilst he was trying to score a goal. He had a go. <laughs> the the Wrexham manager had a go. He went around the stadium <laughs> three times, um, and it couldn't be done. But it can be done because my mate Sam has done it. He sent me a photo of it in three pieces. Frustratingly, I didn't respond to him straight away because, to be honest, I was pretty annoyed. And I think I, I think he YouTubed it, ladies and gentlemen. I think he YouTubed it. So calling him out on that one. Huzzles! Uh, I'm I am going to do it. So in six months' time, if you are still listening, it will be done. Um, but we have the first failure, and it has come from the coach. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Let's move, Let's on. move on. Move on from that. We'll, we'll, we'll forget about that for now. Let us know how you get on, but we'll move on from that. We're going to talk about listeners' questions. People, if you've got any questions that you want us ask, answering, please let us know. Um, we will answer them uh, on, on the podcast. So we've got one from your mate Dave, who we went to watch Solly Hall Moors with. Shout so out to his, Dave. his question is around compression socks. Do they work and are they worth the money? No. Okay. I've got a pair of compression socks that I wear quite often. No, so I don't. No, I think compression socks is a strange one. I think if you if you Google do compression socks work as a Google question, you could probably open up any amount of different links and you'll probably find an answer that suits you. Um, if you want to wear compression socks, wear compression socks. The basis of it is there's been a number of studies that have been conducted to basically see whether compression socks and compression clothing for that matter actually makes a difference. Um, And there was a review uh, that I found in 2020, scientific review um, for the sports-related effects of wearing compression socks. Um, And that found that wearing them during exercise improved performance in a small number of studies 
However, that research was limited um, and the size of the survey group was quite small. Um, in terms of do they improve your running, there was very little to say they actually do, um, but it could lead to a placebo effect. So yeah. the placebo effect could be you subconsciously think, well, I've got these socks on. It's going to make me faster. It's going to improve my circulation or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And that is a comfort thing and it might make you run faster. Like, for instance, I like to take an energy gel on a 5K race. Some people are telling me you're stupid. Why do you have an energy gel on a 5K race? Because I just feel it makes a difference to me. So the placebo yeah. effect might work. So I think that's something to look at. Wear compression socks definitely show a, an increase for exercise benefits is in regards to recovery because there's a 2015 study that I found uh, in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning which basically found that wearing compression socks for 48 hours after a marathon improved performance um, in the people in the study that did a treadmill test two weeks later. So the recovery was better which leads to a better performance down the line after a long effort of running. Yeah. But it was only 2.6% of the study. So a small amount. So I think there is an argument to say that it can reduce muscle pain, increase uh, blood flow, reduce inflammation. But I think it's more of a comfort thing, to be honest. Um, and if it's worked for you in the past and you feel there's a benefit to it, I wouldn't stop because if you stop, your performance could fall apart because you're going to be, again, that thing that we talked about earlier, you're going to be uh, thinking about other things, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, I haven't got my socks on, I'm not going to run as good, and that's mm-hmm. going to lead to you potentially choking because you're putting pressure on yourself that you don't need to. So technically, yes, they do work. Technically, yes, maybe, they do work. Maybe they don't work in the way that we think about work, but technically they do work. Yeah. So if you're wearing them, carry on wearing them. If you fancy wearing them, wear them. Uh, Thanks for that question, Dave. Hope that answers your question. Um, so moving on, we've got a question from Beth. So Beth is a member of staff that I work with. Uh, she's currently on maternity leave. Um, so she messaged me on uh, Instagram just saying, hello, you've inspired me, which is really good to know. We've inspired people to get back to running. Uh, I'm a blob since popping out two kids. She's got a way with words, Beth has. So I signed up for a 10k, 10 kilometer run at the 1st of April. Now, please give me any tips need need to know because I'm absolutely <clears throat> it now. And she goes on to talk about being pregnant. So she's doing an animal yeah. one. So yeah, a bit of a, a background if you want some. I did start running again 10 weeks after my second C-section. In, high, in hindsight, probably way too soon. Ended up internally bleeding, so got told to rest for two months, which took me to December. Yeah, so ask your podcast mate, which is you. Podcast mate? Co-host? Co-host. If he's got I mean, any... I'll be your friend as well, Rob. Co-host. If he's got any postnatal or post-surgery advice, maybe. No. No, because you're not, you're not co-host. <laughs> That's no to every question. That's the answer. Um, no, it's a very good question. And I, I would like to start by saying that I think um, – Returning to running after childbirth, regardless of how your your children arrive, um, should be done cautiously under medical guidance. I know this from uh, experience with Rachel uh, after our kids. Um, Obviously, 
I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell women about the changes that go on in the body. I think I'd be slaughtered for that. <laughs> yeah, um, no. But it's really important to understand the risks of, of returning to exercise too quickly. Um, obviously, you've gone through a trauma in uh, obviously having C-section in, in the, the actual scar in itself, an operation, a major operation. Obviously, not only that, you've got to consider the changes to your body in terms of hormones. Um, and I believe things like... Um, muscles and ligaments expanding and, and making movements for the body to basically deal with childbirth so things aren't going to be what they were before you were um obviously as, as, a, as a runner so the, the things i would say really is get clearance get guidance from medical professionals um in terms of when you should and can return to running from a running perspective you need to build your mileage up cautiously um, obviously, to protect your uh, your, your surgery uh, healing, um, and also making sure that things like your muscles, joints, ligaments, tendons have all got time to adapt um, to the changes that your body is experiencing and will continue to experience. So you don't just want to go. Well, I used to run fifty miles before. I think I'm good enough to run 50 miles now because the chances are you're probably not. Mm. In Beth's case, she's just starting out running and that can even be more difficult because there's a lot of information out there and she might think that to be a runner, she has to run 20 miles a week, 30 miles a week. She doesn't. If she's doing it for herself, it can be one mile a day, every other day. It could be 5K a couple of times a week, but you need to build that up gradually. Um, If you are building that up gradually make sure that the intensity again is not too fast go back to what we talked about earlier in regards to uh, the torque test make sure you're running slow truly easy do run walking bit of jeffing is the technical term yeah um if you're running for a minute walk for a minute run for a minute walk for a minute that sort of thing um it is really important to make sure that you're doing the right things for yourself and if you are unsure about um any of this advice then obviously do get in touch beth has actually been in contact since this question anyway so i have had this uh conversation with her i'm going to be speaking to over the phone hopefully um but we could talk about it forever but it's very personal it's very individual to everybody um you just know need to know your body better than anybody else which you should do um and also just do it for yourself you're not competing against anyone i know you've signed up to a 10k it's a great goal to have but just do it cautiously and take your time with it it doesn't matter if you walk 50 percent of that race just do what you need to do for yourself to be happy mental health wise rather than physical health and i i spoke to her after as well through instagram talked to her about potentially doing park run maybe couch to 5k doing that as a starting block but also about potentially joining a, a running club so come and join us at stoke fit um there is a bit of thing about well do it am i good enough to run in a running club you don't need to be totally, any kind of, totally. you don't have to be an elite runner to be in any kind of running club uh, so Come and join us if you want to just to experience it. You get four free go, uh, four free goes before you have to sign up as a member. Um, so come and join us at Stoke Fit. We haven't really spoke about Stoke Fit today. Uh, so come and join us at Stoke Fit. Come and speak to us and see what we can do for you. I mean, it's it's like with any um, any sort of 
club that I've got experience of. Stoke Fit sounds particularly good, obviously with the what you've said about the one you go to. Mm. Badly Green, is Badly it? Badly Green, yeah. I'm learning and old, and old cell. cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got the, you've got the two you've got the two uh, parts. To that. I'm going to call them two parts. You've got the different areas you can go. You can cross over to the two, um, and you get chips at old cell occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it, anything like that, and um, like Rob's entered into the uh, North Staffordshire Roadrunners Association, something like that that gives you a bit of a goal all year round. We'll talk more about that later, and you'll hear more about that next week. Um, but get yourself a target, get yourself a bit of a community, even if it's just popping along to your local park one every Saturday morning. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Do it for yourself, not anyone else. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So next question is again from Beth, Bethany. So thank you again for your questions. Uh, so she said, question, if you can't get out and can't get out and do running, can a treadmill uh, get similar results in improving running? I read it's not as good. Also, if anybody has a treadmill, are those compact ones any good? The ones you can fold away for about 200 quid. Uh, so treadmill running. I suppose we mentioned that last time, didn't we? In one of the yeah, episodes. I mean, I'm going to keep it very short, this answer, because I think, to be honest with you, a treadmill is, it, it can be used very, very effectively. But the body doesn't know that you're running on a treadmill. Let's have it real. Mm. Um, your heart doesn't know that you're on a treadmill. It doesn't really understand what pace distance you're running. It doesn't know whether you're indoors or outdoors. Obviously, the benefits of running outdoors is the fresh air. Being indoors, obviously, your temperature will go up a lot quicker. All that sort of stuff. So it will feel a bit more difficult on a treadmill. But yes, you can get exactly the same benefits of a treadmill. Obviously, you need to regulate the gradient. So the hill, essentially, on the treadmill, the pace yourself. Um, Because if not, it's going to end badly. Um, Make sure you've got a crash mat if you can't keep up with the pace you put it at. Um, But it it does exactly the same thing on a treadmill. Um, The fold-up treadmills, I do have one. Um, They are good. My advice to you there is... If you can afford a treadmill and it is a decent enough treadmill to get you doing the exercise, great. But it's a lot harder to get motivated to do the exercise when that treadmill is in your house. I can tell you now, I love running. Um, I bought the treadmill in the first lockdown because I wanted to run because, you know, we couldn't go out as much and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Once lockdown had finished and I can go outside, I don't really use it. It's gathering dust. So... If it's going to be for you and it's your way of running, brilliant, but it doesn't make it any easier to run. You actually find more excuses not to go into that room where the treadmill is and get on it. Um, and then they do require maintenance and servicing to make sure they're running properly. Yeah. Um, obviously, if they gather dust, it affects the belt and they don't run as quick. They slip and it, it, it actually becomes more of a hindrance. Stick a pair of trainers on, get outside and and take it easy and, and seek advice if you need to yeah i i completely agree with you never had a treadmill i've run on a treadmill um in a gym but never had a treadmill myself uh, and i would much prefer to get out and about scenery feeling the wind against your face and all that so yeah i would definitely recommend going out and running i mean i think one of the things i'll just touch on is people probably don't run outside because they're self-conscious and i get mm. it i do get it i think people think people are going to be looking at me and you do get those idiots i'm going to call them because i'm allowed to that shout abuse at people from their cars or whatever ignore them and we said this in one of the previous episodes you're doing more than they're doing and you're going to see the benefits of running at the end of the day 
it is for you and you only. And if you stick a good podcast on, like this one, oh, this one, you won't hear the abuse they shout at you, and you can just crack on. Mm. And I, I was speaking to somebody about it. Might have been you actually talking about it. Uh, that you don't know what the weather's going to be like when you do a race. Uh, yeah. So if you're running on a treadmill, you've got that consistency of quite a nice, warm environment, no rain, no wind, no resistance or anything like that. Whereas if you're training for a race, so Beth's training for a 10K in April, she's going to go on that day. If she's just done all the treadmill running, she's not going to want to know what to expect when it, if it's raining or know what to expect when it's windy or cold yeah. or hot. So I think having that experience of running outside in in, in, in all weathers, which we do, like yeah. today it was it was quite a nice day, but yesterday or the day before, whenever I went out, it was raining. So having that experience is always good. Running is a process of becoming comfortable at being uncomfortable in any aspect. So whether that be fitness levels, if you're going to train for a race for a certain time, you have to become comfortable at that uncomfortable pace because it isn't going to be easy mm. if you're running to do your first ever run whether that be 5k up to a marathon but you've never done it before you have to become comfortable at completing that uncomfortable distance mm. if you're running outside for the first time but you're uncomfortable at running outside because you think people are going to be judging you unfortunately you have to get comfortable at doing that because if it is at the end result of trying to run a race if you can't run down the street where there might not be anybody seeing you for a a couple of hundred meters as a car passes how are you going to run in a race 10k when you might have a couple of hundred or thousand people there so it's i I, I don't want to sound patronizing and say just get out and run because it's easy it's not i understand people have mental health struggles and they really don't like to do those certain things but it is a process of trying to get comfortable at being uncomfortable and doing small segments. Today, I'm going to do five minutes if it is that big a deal. Tomorrow, I'm going to do 10 minutes and just trying to gradually increase that. And before you know it, you'll be out there doing your hour, mm. 20 minutes, whatever it takes. Cool. So, thank you for your questions. You f- Send him more. Yeah, thank you for you. Thank you for you. We, we are always happy to have questions, and it does generate a lot of conversations and it piques people's interest so get get your questions into us via instagram or the email address which is on the bio um, let's talk about our new challenges challenges go on then i'm still failed i'm still going to keep going on that huzzle but you can set me a new so one the new challenges i did give you a bit of a hint before the podcast that we mentioned it on the previous podcast so on, on the christmas special i don't know if you can remember we had a poem, a Stoke Fit poem. So what I want you to do is get them creative juices flowing. To me <laughs> get the creative juices flowing. I'm going to do the same. So I'm going to make a poem up as well. Don't have to be long. It has to be longer than a couple of lines. But I want you to do a poem about coaching, running, this podcast, the year two thousand running related, running related podcast, uh, running related poem. Don't have to be long. It could be ten lines or whatever. Obviously, it's got a rhyme. So that's my couch challenge to you: is to write me a poem, and then we can read them out on the next on the next not the next episode. I'll do it after. But the best sound guy in Stoke that you are needs to get a nice little background. Music. Oh yeah, I can do Set that. The... I can do that. Not a problem at all. Set the tone. Not a all problem. Right, I'll at do all. it. 
I'll do so it. get your creative juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about myself. that couch challenge today. Literally, I was thinking, what can I do? What can I do? When I was out running, and I thought to myself, a poem. Why not? Tim West. So Tim West, who was um, the guy that I read his poem out last week about Stoke Fit, he uh, inspired me. So that is our, my challenge to you is to write a poem. Tim West, watch out, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I like, to be fair, secretly I like it. Never been a poet. <laughs> you, but, are you, you a know. poet and you just don't know it? Tana, I'm a poet and that, I just there don't you know go. it. See, poem already. Um, all right, challenge accepted. I can't fail. Can no, I, we to can't be fail fair. that one. Maybe we get the listeners to vote on whose poems are okay, best. Okay, then we can do that. All right, perfect. Um, do you want to know your challenge? Go on then. Go on then. So we're going. We're going in the theme of you know all the things we've done: consistency, variety, strength and conditioning, getting your baseline tested. So we're now getting you out running. We haven't really focused on recovery. Are you buying me a Lumi pod? No, <laughs> not really, not quite. Loomy pod, maybe. I want you to keep. You're going to get writing. I want you to keep a diary. Okay. Between now and the next episode of your recovery rege- re- regime. Regimen? Regime. 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 <laughs> Regime. 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 <laughs> I want you to keep a diary. Okay. And I'm going to give you some, I'm going to, uh, basically what it is, is a daily diary between now and the next episode of your recovery. Because what I want to do is I want to talk about recovery and I want you to talk to me about the exercise you did and what recovery you did. Because with recovery, you need to keep consistent at your recovery. Yeah like you do with your running. There's no point in doing one run and going, oh, I'm better. There's no point in doing one particular thing for recovery as long as you, unless you keep it up. So I want to keep a diary. I'm naff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you I am naff with my recovery. So this is Everybody is. Yeah, so this is probably good for me. So I'll give you some inspiration for a few things recovery. What I mean, these are things you can consider. Hydration, because we need to regulate our body temperature, keep the water going in. Make sure that we're using the water to flush out and remove the waste. Water is one. Um, Foam rolling. Got a foam roller? I have got a foam roller. I haven't used it for a while, but I've got a foam roller. Blow the dust off it. Get some foam rolling done. I think think where it is, I think it's an Arthur's bedroom, and I think he uses it for his cars (laughs) as a tunnel to go through at the moment. Sorry, Arthur. That's going to (laughs) change. So, yeah. Get some foam rolling done, write down when did you do it, how long did you do it for, how did it feel, all that sort of stuff. Magnesium is good for recovery. Um, You can buy magnesium supplements, but you you can get it in in foods. Um, Kale, spinach, green peas, avocados, nuts. Can't have nuts, Laura's allergic to nuts. Okay, no nuts then, definitely no no nuts. But get some magnesium in you maybe, write down what did you eat, did it make any benefit. Sleep. I can do that. Definitely do that. Eight, eight hours of sleep a night is optimum. Okay. Um, and the last one, this is compulsory. Oh, God. An ice bath. Actually, I don't mind an ice bath. I don't mind. What, what after every run? Not every run. I tend to, At some I point tend in to keep, two I weeks. tend to keep it after I've done a long run. So what yeah, I do is so sit we'll, in the bath. 
and I just turn the tap on cold and let it fill up and just sit there. Because when I was training for London Marathon, I used to do that after not every long run. So when I used to do like 16 mile, 18 miles, 20 miles, I used to do that quite consistently. So what we'll do is we'll get you a uh, get you a long run penciled in. You can do some recovery, keep a diary, do a couple of reels. Yeah. Let us know how your recovery is going on. What have you been doing? How does it make you feel? And I'll send you a five of some bags of ice. <laughs> Can't have an ice bath without ice. I don't use ice. I've never used ice. I must admit, it's not an ice bath. Then. All right, Wim Hof. Okay. So yeah, keep us updated on your recovery, Rob. Okay. It's important. Okay, I'll do that. That's not too bad, actually. I was expecting I was expecting worse when I mentioned the word poem to you, but I'm happy with that. Uh, no, 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 no. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get the poem done. So next week. Uh, we will keep you updated, um, but we have got a special episode. We've got Ken Rushton from NSRRA, who, who we've just done an interview with, and it's a really good interview. It's, it's interview. a great Cracking. interview. If you want to know more about NSRRA, a bit more about Ken and his PBs, his very impressive PBs, a bit of a funny related running-related story, uh, do listen to that episode. Um, it's a really, really, really good episode, really good interview, so listen to that. And we will give you an update as well as to how we're getting on. So we'll bit of a bit did a bit of a debrief about how the interview went and then we'll do a bit of a an update update as regards to where we're up to with our with our challenges. I mean the interview was that good and I got to hear a lot about, as you will, about the North Staffordshire Roadrunners. Mm. Um I actually signed up. <laughs> Straight after the interview, watch I signed out, up. I've watch out at SRRA. We are literally gonna be taken over. Me and Group F in the lower leagues, and then Ben is Manchester City, I'm going to say, Manchester City in the Champions no. League. You can't say Aston Villa because you won't be in the Champions League. So Manchester no. City in the, in, the, in the big team, in the big leagues. Well, Ken actually messaged me and said he'll get my, uh, my groupings done in the morning, so oh, I'll okay. let you know what that's going to be. That'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, it's a great interview. Uh, Ken's a really nice guy, yeah, really good chat. Yeah, really good. Um and I think it will just be a really good insight into what Rob's going to be doing this year and me for some of it, um, but mainly Rob. Um, and it's just a, a really fascinating inter- interview. It will be. Again, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy 2023. <laughs> Get Making them resolutions and them setting them goals. But be realistic. Be, arrest- be realistic, absolutely. No See joking. <laughs> no joking. See you later. Bye-bye. Coming up in next week's episode. What you're saying is you were a better runner than Rob. If you're in <laughs> League D, is that what we're I'll going take for? That, I'll take that. I'll, I'll... <laughs> no, no, actually, if you think about it, because the groups now are A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. So, so F is the next one up. Well, obviously, Rob's going to get, get promoted. So he'll do <laughs> the same, he'll do the same as at, I do. Back at you, he'll, he'll, work his, he'll, he'll work his way through. Is that a bold prediction? Is that a bold prediction? Is that a bold prediction that he's going to get promoted? That's a, that, that's a, bold, a, that's a bold prediction <laughs> that um, he's going to be buying full promotion on us come, um, uh, come, come uh, this November.